You're listening to News Radio KMAN. Now back to the game with Mitch Fortner, David G, and Troy Coverdale. The game. There it is. I was waiting for it to kick back in. I didn't remember what it was, how long it was. Patience. The game on K-Man. It's the game after work now. Mitch Fortner with Troy Correll and Travion Berkland. I almost said Sajay just because I was thinking like, well, she's already gone, but Travion's here. They don't look anything alike. But before I continue on, Troy... Don't put too many onions in the sauce. You really are going deep with these today, aren't you? Yes, I am. I don't have to stop there. Just stay away from the garbage. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about what you do inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now. From now, here and now. Don't make a jerk out of me. I've been throwing out a bunch of quotes in the first hour, what that is in reference to is uh, Paul Servino. He played Paul Cicero in my favorite movie of all time, Goodfellas. He passed away. It was uh, announced today that he had passed away. He he was also on another show, but I can't remember um, what that was. Was it like Law and Order? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, one he, of the Law yeah. and Orders. It, it, that was actually someone uh, in tweeting out the story on Twitter had a great point about that is that he played both ends. Yeah, cop, cop on Law and Order, and uh, and in Goodfellas, on the other side. So rest in peace to the boss, Paul Cicero, also known by his real name, Paul Servino, from my favorite movie, Goodfellas. It's amazing. If you've never seen it, you got to watch it. Uh, Tr- Troy, before the break, we talked about uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and kind of treating it like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Could you think of any names, one or a bunch? You can give me as many as you want of names that are not in and are well past just deserving to get in. Oral Hershiser would be one that I believe should be in, given the uh, given the run that he had, especially with the Dodgers and the numbers that he piled up when he was a member of the Dodgers in propelling them to the uh, 88 World Series title. Uh, Dave Parker is one, I think, who gets another look now that a designated hitter has officially been inducted into the hall with David Ortiz going as a DH. I think Parker gets that look because of uh, what he was able to accomplish as a DH, especially uh, in the latter part of his career. Those are a couple of guys. I would like to see the old-timers committee go through and actually uh, honor Shoeless Joe Jackson. One of the most controversial men in the history of the game, but as we have learned over time, he was made to be a scapegoat for the Black Sox scandal and did not have nearly the role uh, in that scandal that had been attributed to him at the time. And I believe that he is a player that is well past due for being a member of the Hall of Fame. Okay. I know two of those three names. Dave Parker and Oral Hershiser. No, Hershiser nope. and Shoeless. <laughs> Parker, the Cobra. Not to be uh, confused with Paul Parker, 
complete two completely different levels and two completely different men. Yeah, Dave Way had different. A, Dave probably had about a hundred pounds on Paul. Oh, did he? Big, big guy. <laughs> Dave, Dave was a big man. Dave was a big man. Dave is also the man that uh, prompted the all-time uh, rant from uh, from Tommy Lasorda. Okay. Because he made the mistake of allowing his pitchers to pitch to Dave Parker, and Parker beat the heck out of him that night. One more thing before we move on to the the KU story. Um. So a listener had a uh, a thought on when we played who wants to be a millionaire last week other than that i was just an old t- total and utter fool just a mess oh mm-hmm. yep um and that is this listener said my questions were too hard <gasps> were my questions too hard <laughs> um the hockey one i was a little a little disappointed in that, just that was that's... more of a four thousand dollar or like a Four dollar question yeah, for for me it would have been just probably because of the fact that I am not a big hockey rules guy. Hmm. I wasn't there. Did he do good? Uh, <laughs> no, I flamed out on the fourth question because he asked me a hockey not rules. Not the fourth, qu- the third, third question. question. Ah. He he asked me a hockey rules question. We finally found Nobody some questions it. he knew when we got to like. The hard questions, as in like after the second safe haven, a couple of the uh, there's like one sports one you knew. And then there's like two U.S. history questions that you knew that would have been for big money. History questions. Oh, you'll just have to go back and listen to the. uh, That's what a podcast is for. Second hour of Thursday. The whole second hour was who wants to be a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? We did. We we covered the hour. And the short uh, short, short answer is none of us wanted to be. <laughs> the way it played well, out. We, I, I wanted to keep it going, so I let Sage play and I let DG play. Oh. Nobody wanted to use lifelines. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Troy used a lifeline and it ste- steered him the wrong way. <sighs> yeah, that one's still debatable, but yes, yeah. Hockey rule question uh, of all things. I, I figured you would know that. I figured you would know. You spent the last two decades in hockey country. That went, you know, south of the Dakotas. Yeah, but I wasn't big on reading the rule book on it. So I've watched enough Mighty Ducks <laughs> to know what's a uh, what's a minor and what's a major. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you know what? Um, Case it online snuck this in a story earlier today that. Rodney Perry, who's been rumored for months now to be the third assistant coach for K-State basketball, uh, his uh, Mocan elite team, AAU program, went down to the Peach Jam this past weekend in South Carolina and won it. Uh, he is, uh, sounds like he is going to be, sooner rather than later, announced as the official next and final assistant to be hired by Coach Jerome Tang in K-State men's basketball. And speaking of the Peach Jam, speaking of recruiting, and uh, Kansas, as a matter of fact, we'll throw them in there as well. Uh, KU men's basketball coach Bill Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend. It was reported first by CBSSports.com, Matt Norlander, and then was uh, carried on with more, a little bit more information by the Kansas City Star that Self and Townsend, they did not attend any of the AAU recruiting events this summer. I mean, there was three or four of them that have taken place these last couple of months, and they have not been on any of those recruiting trips. And I mean, those are kind of trips 
that head coaches, assistant coaches from all over the country are checking out. The Peach Jam, oh, you know Jerome Tang and assistants are down there for that event. I mean, it sounds like they have locked up a visit for a 2023 four-star guard, which we'll go more onto that in the next segment. They got a visit out of that recruiting trip to the Peach Jam. Heck, that's where, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's where K-State, or I'm sorry, K-State had already discovered Nigel Pack. Mm -hmm. That's when the rest of college basketball and the coaches discovered Nigel Pack, which was the Peach Jam. So, yeah, these are pretty big deals. This is where a ton of recruiting goes down. And after the Peach Jam, after this past weekend, there's no more recruiting on the road for these coaches until September. So there is a pretty decent lull between now and September. Well, KU has self-imposed this non-travel for Bill Self and Curtis Townsend. The reasons have not been announced. But, of course, we go right into speculation. The speculation, and according to the Kansas City Star, which they've reached out to sources on this, and that is this is a self-imposed no recruiting period, no travel for Curtis Townsend and Bill Self because, well, they're hoping that this will lessen the blow. This will make lesser punishments from the NCAA to KU for what is pending and sooner or later will happen is when they'll hear about what the judgment will come down is when it comes to punishments on what they'll get from the investigation from which is now taking place now as a reviewing process by the independent accountability resolution process known as the IARP, which they're also still looking after the investigations. They're now reviewing LSU and Arizona. So not just KU, but LSU and Arizona are also waiting on punishments for this investigation that has now been going on two months shy of five years. That has to do with Adidas that have sent three guys to prison for nine or six months. A gigantic scandal in college basketball. Now, I will mention that even though Bill Self and Curtis Townsend were not on these trips, these AAU trips, there were KU assistants that were still sent to these events. Norm Roberts and Jeremy Case. So KU was still recruiting. Now, I hope the NCAA doesn't take this move by KU, self-punishing themselves, as consideration into a lesser sentence. That's like getting off for good behavior before you serve any time. And we've seen, I mean, people like Oklahoma State is a great example, who got some pretty harsh penalties for having one level one violation. KU has five level one violations. Think pending. Think about the penalties that were added to Oklahoma State. They put a number of things in place that were self-imposed and still got hit hard. By the NCAA. Oklahoma State not playing postseason ball this year. Was one of those tournament Was one of those penalties. Three years probation added on top of that. You know, they had already given themselves a $10,000 fine and 1% of the program budget out of their pocket. Uh, reduced official visits during the 18, 19, 
1920 period and also during the 1920-2021 period. That was self-imposed. No unofficial recruiting visits for two weeks during the fall of 2020 and two weeks during 2021. That was self-imposed. No telephone recruiting for a one-week period during the 21 academic year. Self-imposed. 12 fewer staff recruiting person days during the 1920 year. Self-imposed. And also self-imposed three consecutive days that staffers could not take part in off-campus evaluations during the summer period in 2020. All of those were self-imposed. And the NCAA still came in with the three years probation, the postseason ban, added to the penalties that much more, including three total scholarships being eliminated now through this coming school year, um, adding in other recruiting items on top of what the school had already undertaken. And this was, again, as you noted, one level one violation for one. So what would five be for the school alone, not even getting to the fact that there are level ones individually for both self and Townsend? Now, KU has already been, in a way, punished, but it was to a player. Silvio de Sosa was suspended for two years. Mm-hmm. Now, that was appealed, and it was was given a lesser sentence, we'll say. I like using sentence. I've been watching Oz, the HBO <laughs> show Oz, and sentencing comes up a lot. Yes. That's a hardcore show, by the way. That is the most dark, hardcore show I've ever seen. It is tough. Lindsay can hardly watch it. It's so rough. But that was then reduced to just a one-year suspension, and we did see Silvio DeSosa, of course, come back after that suspension. We can't forget the brawl that took place in Allen Fieldhouse. He was the one that put the stool over his head, and he was ready to go hardcore match Mm -hmm. on Mm K-State. We just never got the bell rang. (laughs) But KU has, and Bill Self has also made a statement on this as well, they've denied. They've pretty much just denied everything. But during an FBI investigation and also during the trial, you might remember this name, T.J. Gasnola, mentioned text messages. And the text messages were proof that Bill Self and the coaching staff knew what was going on between Adidas, money, players, the the whole situation. They knew about what was going on. This is nowhere close, KU, to me. I mean, my eyes, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. You mentioned everything Oklahoma State did, self-imposed, and still got that kind of punishment from the NCAA. Mm -hmm. I mean, the NCAA, to many people, is already a joke. If they take that in consideration, where the head coach and assistant coach, one of the assistant coaches is not on the road, but the other two assistant coaches are still recruiting – to the fullest capacity they possibly can just without a couple of coaches, including mm-hmm. the head coach. And that is a big deal. I mean, that is two very important people that are not on the road. That That is important. But they're still outdoing what everybody else is doing. That is not, to me, that is not a punishment. 
That is a self-imposed vacation from your coaching duties, if anything. About the only thing that I could think of that wouldn't have it be that break. Hey, uh, I've got coach on the line here. And they hand over the phone. That assistant hands they, over the phone. Norm Roberts yeah. hands over the phone, and it's Bill Self to talk to the kid. They're just not jumping on the planes and watching him in person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to be repetitive. I'm trying not to get too, again, biased about anything. It is KU. This is a K-State program. But I think I think many people would agree that that self-imposed punishment is really nothing. And what should be coming to KU should be very harsh. Do you disagree with anything? No, I agree with it all. I also continue to have problems with the fact that Sean Miller is going to be coaching this coming season at Xavier. When by all rights, he should be sitting on the sideline and nobody should be hiring him until they sort out what's going on at Arizona. Related to the same things. And to tack on top of that, so I mentioned the IARP, and again, I'll go through the full name, the Independent Accountability Resolution Process. What they do is they're reviewing select complex infraction cases in in Division I. So they're reviewing what the NCAA has accused KU of. It's a different process than what they've used in the past, primarily because uh, some of it is that they're down investigators in terms of staff. So I mentioned that KU, they can go back on the road starting in September. The IARP has nothing scheduled with KU when it comes to a hearing, going over details, any anything. Nothing is scheduled for KU yet. So we are still months away from anything happening. Months. And we're now already nearly five years into this thing. So we're going to have to wait a lot longer for anything to happen for KU, which still, I mean, if you ask me, we're still probably expecting a slap on the wrist. You think the NCAA is going to bury one of their top dogs in NCAA men's college basketball? Their national championship winner from last year? Yeah, boy. That's why they slapped Oklahoma State. Made an example out of them? it's, It's the old joke of that uh, the NCAA is so angry at that they punished X. I mean, Bruce instead. Weber. Bruce Weber talked about it in his, uh, one of his last press conferences. His last press conference is taking way too long. Mm-hmm. Taking way too long. All right. Uh, when do we come back? Let's, let's touch on a few things recruiting-wise for K-State. As I mentioned earlier this segment, that looks like the Cats have locked in a visit uh, out of this last weekend for a four-star 2023 guard and a couple of cats on the ESPN 300 for 2023. That's next on the game. Yeah. The game. 
mm. on K-Man, mm. at Mitch the Ford on Twitter. Troy, you're just Troy Coverdale, right? That is correct. Now, Travion, do you have a Twitter account? I do not. You don't have Twitter, huh? Smart man. What what social medias do you have? Uh, Instagram. That's my main one. And Snapchat. Really? But yeah. Younger generation. Instagram is number one. Snapchat. Facebook. Yeah. No. No. That's another thing. The younger I generation. I mean, I have a Facebook, but like... I haven't been on it since like 2015. <laughs> Are you on Tinder or Bumble or anything like that? Nah. Are you a single guy? Mm-hmm. You're going the uh, this the uh, the old school route, huh? Yeah, meet people at the store, you know. I'll be honest with you. As a former gas station clerk myself, it's not a bad way to go. You will meet a lot of people. <laughs> there will be gals that ask for your number. Yep. I mean, how often? Well, but you get the night crowd. I mean, you get a different you get different animals than I would get back in the day. But you also get a lot of college girls that stay up really late and they come in for a yeah. snack. So, well, okay, so you talk. Okay, I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even consider that. Hmm. Okay. How many numbers have you pulled since you've been working there? Since starting at this Con- one, Concordia and here. How many do you think? Oh, I don't know. Like. I couldn't tell you that many or you just like haven't kept count. I just haven't kept count. Like I'd probably say over like eight. I don't know. I probably got 15, 15. I think that's a fair number as, as many as probably no more than that. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I am also, you know, very handsome. I might be too good looking for radio. I don't know. I was also uh, pretty sh- pretty fit back then. Not too shabby, but still short. Still short. Hey, if they short guys out there, if if you've been told girls don't like short guys, that's not true. That's not true don't at listen all. Listen to Randy Newman. If you got Your some game, got if you got some no game, reason. and you're funny, funny, I think is a gigantic key. If you if you can get some laughs. And you can do it on a consistent basis. I think you're good. I mean, it worked for Tom Holland, but he's also a good-looking man. Well, okay, there's that. Isn't that who? Uh, is it Zendaya? Yes, that's who. And he's yes. also Spider-Man. You can't, you can't get it wrong when you're Spider. Yes, he is also rich and famous and Spider-Man, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, but she is also rich and famous and very beautiful and also tall. I also I you know what I in my day I haven't gone after many tall women, I've always gone after shorter. But Lindsay is an inch taller than me, so she really has something about her. If I was going after a taller woman, <laughs> this happens to be pretty good looking. All right, let's continue on with the game. I did want to touch on a couple of things recruiting wise. There was a um, a Tampa. Area kid. He's a three star linebacker out of, um, I, I just mentioned it, Tampa, Florida. That is That has K State in his final five. He also has K State along with, um, with Penn State, West Virginia, Boston College, and USF, the Bulls, the University of Central Florida. I thought that was a very um, interesting mix of schools, but uh, he does have K State in that final five. Now, this is, uh, I think, pretty cool uh, 
news here. I like this kind of stuff here because I've seen his tape before. This is actually somebody I've watched before any commitment, any anything. Just kind of stumbled upon him and because I, I knew he had been offered by K-State. But it now sounds like this has been first reported by GoPowerCat that R.J. Jones, he's a shooting guard, 6'3", 180, out of Plano, Texas, has uh, decided he will visit K-State. And this is good news because we know K-State's track record. When you get the players here, they have a hard time saying no. They have a really hard time of not going cats, 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 cats. R.J. Jones, I think he's very talented. He is not as highly ranked, though, as Daddy Ames. Daddy Ames is, according to rivals, 46 in the country. According to rivals, R.J. Jones, because I want to use that same comparison with rivals, R.J. Jones is 73rd in the country. But you're talking two top 75 kids in the country that could potentially become Wildcats. Now, he has a bunch of offers out there. Anywhere from Cal to Notre Dame, Oklahoma State is in there, Texas A&M, Tech, uh, all over the country. A lot of good programs out there would like to see R.J. Jones become one of their one of their guards. I don't know his numbers. I don't really have any stats on him, but the kid's good. He has a quicker sh- he has a quick shot, a quicker shot I would say than Dana Ames. Uh, athletically, he's probably a notch above, maybe a notch above. I mean. It, D.Y. was saying Diddy Ames is like an average athletic guy. I, I I thought he was a little bit more athletic than I than I, than I thought D.Y. said he was. I'm talking about Diddy Ames. And R.J. Jones, I don't want to under underestimate him or anything. He is athletic. He is great with the basketball. So I'm just saying, I don't know when he's going to visit, but keep an eye out for this R.J. Jones guy if you like to keep up with K-State recruiting. Now, the other thing I was going to mention before we take our break, and we got number one song of the day coming up, is uh, I, I know not everybody reads in to the ESPN Top 300 as others. Some don't like it. Some do like it. It's not as looked upon as a strong recruiting source like Rivals, 24-7 Sports, and On3. But I wanted to shout this out because, hey, It's another feather in the cap for K-State football recruiting and the two in-state guys that are in the top three of the state of Kansas. And in the top 300 for ESPN has a couple of cats, future cats, for the 2023 class. Dylan Edwards, running back, four stars. He is ranked right now 234 on ESPN's Top 300. And if I screw up the list a little bit, well, looks like i got to keep going here. Let me Give me a second here. i got to keep going. It's a, it's a little ways up there. Let me uh, keep scrolling here. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's see. All right. Uh, number 97 is Avery Johnson. I was looking back through the Chris Kleiman era, and uh, nobody as high as 97. Kept scrolling through the Bruce or the Bruce, the Bill Snyder days, and unfortunately, ESPN's top 300 list from back in the days a little finicky, as in not everybody would load up. But the last time K State had two players in the top ESPN top 300 is back in the 2019 season. I thought it was interesting the names that popped up: Chris Heron. So, quarterback, <laughs> quarterback, uh, and I don't have the exact rankings here, but he was in the top 300, but we saw him for like a play. 
Right. In that 2019 season against TCU. Um, and um, we hadn't seen him anymore after that because he transferred. He's not Blinn. I think he's still at Blinn. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure where he's at. Uh, and then uh, Keenan Garber. Keenan Garber was like 299, like 299 or 300 in that uh, ESPN 300 for the 2019 class. All right. What do you say, Troy? We take a break and we get a number one song. Works for me. Next, do you want to guess what decade? Where do you think it's from? You're going to throw one in from the 70s today. A tad bit older than that. That's next. Now the night has gone. Now the night has gone away. Doesn't seem that long. We hardly had two words to sing. Well, Travion is trying to do all he can to not sing along with the music. But from 1981, The One That You Love by Air Supply. One week at number one. (sighs) I hate admitting this, but would you believe I owned the Air Supply Greatest Hits cassette? I have the Greatest Hits CD. Oh my God. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> Some of those songs are bangers. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't own any. Hey, 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 hey! Listen. Yeah. This, this was junior high dance material. Come on, pet. Uh, soft rock duo from Melbourne, Australia. Soft rock. That that's funny. What would you? What you? What would you call them instead? Adult contemporary. Um, I wouldn't include the word rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soft pop. Yeah, soft pop. What is this, Coldplay? Yep, yeah, right. Here it comes. Could either of you name the two guys in Air Supply? Heck no. <laughs> They're so... I mean, like, I like a couple of their songs, but they are the most boring band to, like, try to learn stuff about, in my opinion. Oh, let me tell you. The the one with basic hair and the one with a perm. How's that for naming the yeah, two of them? see, I don't know which one is the other, you know. But they do actually share a name. There's Graham Russell and Russell Hitchcock. Oh, boy. But when Air Supply started, they were originally a trio. The third member was Chrissy Hammond. But she ended up leaving the group about an hour, an hour, about a year in because she started the band called Cheetah. Do you remember Cheetah? Nope. They had a couple of top 40s. More of a... How can I explain Cheetah? That's t- I don't... And it's not, it's not the Cheetah girls. They were much later in the realm of things. Thank you, Disney. Can I mix, like, heart... If I were to mix Heart with Fleetwood Mac, is that the best example of wow. cheetah? Wow, okay. Because it's two gals, one's blonde, one's brunette. Oh, and they're also Australian. And they kind of, yeah, they're Australian. They're kind of a cheaper uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, Russell and Hitchcock, they started their uh, friendship when they were in the same musical together in Sydney, Australia called Jesus Christ Superstar. They bonded ever since. They're like, man, our voices sound good together. We should start a band. And so that's what they did. 
The Australian Recording Industry Association inducted them into the Hall of Fame in 2013. Air Supply is listed at number 48 on Rolling Stone's uh, Australian Top 50 Artists of All Time. 17 studio albums, 11 top 40 hits, and this is their only number one, and it's from their sixth album, The One That You Love. Self-title, or uh, this is the uh, title track from this album. I mean, there's not much interesting about this song. Like, all their songs are about the same thing. They have a brand. And if you can tell what this song is about, you got every Air Supply song just about. Pretty much, yes. It was all ballads all the time. But this song did basically shoot them through the roof. I mean, they became a pretty big deal in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. They had eight top five songs in the top five, eight of them, in a three-year span. But this wasn't their best song, I would say. It wasn't their most popular song, even though it's their only one that went number one. I mean, All Out of Love, I would say, is probably their most popular song. They would close their concerts with that. Uh, but Make Love, Out of Nothing at All, Lost in Love, every song has love in it. I've learned that about Air Supply. It's about love. Mm-hmm. Making love out of nothing at all is their best song. I think. It's, it's a better song than this, I would say. This one's just, I think, more recognized because probably just got more airplay, I would guess. Um, but my thoughts on uh, Air Supply? Blah. No thanks. There's not much music from this era. I would just be like, Ugh. no thank you. Era Supply is in there. So when do we launch the new signal that plays nothing but Air Supply and Christopher Cross? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, take it easy <laughs> on Christopher Cross. I like So uh, Christopher Cross, yes, soft rock, yacht rock. Yes. Throw him in that category. But not every song has the word love in it. And he's got a little bit of... His song, how, how should I say this? Um, he's more than just one dimensional. Don't you be trying to double cross me on Christopher Cross. In other words, you're taking points off for air supply because everything includes love in it. It's bad and, when you put in the greatest hits album and you like listen to the first few songs and you're like, yeah. And they try to listen to the other it. lesser hits, and you're like, yeah, they weren't very uh, varied as a group that much. No. I mean, Ride Like the Wind, is that a love song? Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, yes. Christopher Cross, uh, he's, he's a lot better than Air Supply. I think we can agree on that, can yeah. we not? Yes. 537-1350, if you think... Air Supply is better than Christopher Cross. We have the right See, here's another difference. I don't get sick of Christopher Cross. I'm pretty sick of Air Supply already. <laughs> I even did like what what Travion was saying. Like I went and listened to some of their other songs that I hadn't heard of, and I was just like. You know there's those bands that just sound the same throughout their whole discography? Air Supply. Air yep. Supply. Yep. 
they were at the perfect place at the perfect time to have a bunch of top 10 hits and then they were forgotten by everybody. But you know what? Air Supply does have hits. And they are still touring to this day. They will be in Omaha, Nebraska, August 5th. I hear Travion's looking for tickets. They're in Kansas like every year, it seems like. When oh, are they? I Ticketmaster. <laughs> I just think it's I, I think it's cool they're still touring. I don't know if they sound good. Would I go see Air Supply? No. Would I go see Christopher Cross in a heartbeat? For a whole concert? I almost I almost took Lindsay to NYC for a Christopher Cross concert. Oh my god. No joke. Well, now what? Now we know why he got defensive on Christopher Cross right there. I'm new on Christopher Cross too. I've only been listening to his music. I've like heard his songs before. Yes. But well, also like sailing. That's not a love song. That's about him and his and his buddy. Like they, uh, if I remember correctly, like they. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. I may have to go back and look it up. But it was like. They were into sailing together or something like that. But it could have been about anything, he says. It could have been about bowling, and it's the same song. But sailing was what they did. Now, I'm going to double-check during the break. We'll take a quick break. Travion will have Ask Us Anything when we come back. So I was right. Sailing by Christopher Cross is about the times he and his buddy would go sailing Get away from the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. And what I was mentioning about bowling, he's like, my buddy took me bowling and we liked it. The song would be bowling. This song is really good. Oh, it's a banger. I love the chimes. You remember this, Troy, don't you? I'm just waiting for the chorus because I want to hear how bowling sounds over the top of sailing in my yeah, head Yeah, sing it, here, bowling you know? takes me away. Yeah, right. Yeah, strike. see? Travion, what's your first question? Um, What board game are you unbeatable at, do you feel? Ooh. I wouldn't say unbeatable, but I'm solid at Trivial Pursuit. Mm, nice. I've played a little Trivial Pursuit in my day, but it's been a minute. Uh, I'm pretty good at like the catchphrase games. Um, I also throw out like I haven't lost in checkers in like 20 years. <laughs> I'm I on haven't a run. Played checkers in 20 years. <laughs> I have probably played 20 times in 20 years. Bowling takes me away. I'm pretty good at Monopoly. I think I have never played Monopoly in my life. I have a Kissopoly set. <laughs> Collector's item. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, next question. Is there a dish you cook exceptionally well? Hamburger helper? <laughs> I that's literally mine. <laughs> I made pancakes tonight or uh, this morning and they turned out pretty good. I, I don't, don't cook that I much. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. <laughs> it does all right by itself. <laughs> I also made Hamburger Helper this weekend. It, it was pretty good. Uh, would you believe we don't touch that stuff in our household? Why? Is it health reasons? Primarily. So, yeah. What do you, what do you cook then? Uh, food. 
Hot Pockets? No. Oh, hell no. That's the college diet right there. Hot Pockets and ramen. But what's your dish? Uh, I'm pretty good at making casseroles when I put in the effort. I know I can make things. I just haven't tried. Like, I have the basics of cooking down. Once you get that past that point, you have more courage to try a few things. And if I have a recipe to look at, I'm golden. I can follow that pretty well. I have timing down as well. No problems. I made some steaks this weekend. Lindsay mm. likes her rare, and apparently it was too rare. I was like, well, you wanted rare, and she nuked it in the oven. And I cooked my steak perfectly. Perfectly. A charcoal grill. All right. We got to bounce. Christopher Cross taking us out. Travion, Troy, I'm Mitch. Here's Chris. Go Cats. <laughs>